Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Welcome back to Awaken and Empower. I've got a very special episode for you today, and I just can't wait for you to hear it. I brought on someone who is very close to my heart. She's been on the show before. It was back in February of last year. If you'd like to listen to her first episode, it was episode number 37. I highly recommend giving it a listen if you haven't already. She's actually our first repeat guest here on the show, and her name is Alexandra Dimitrovich. Alex was my very first coaching client, and now she's one of my dearest friends and soul sisters. We've never met in person. She lives in Montreal in Quebec, and I'm in Mississauga, Ontario, but we've always had such a connection, like we've known each other before in another life. I just love her so much, and I'm so excited to share her with you again here on the podcast. Alex is a certified intuitive life coach, psychic, and lover of all things unseen. She helps her clients reconnect with themselves on a soul level so they can live a life that excites them, one that is filled with joy, purpose, magic, and intuition. After practicing law for over eight years and becoming a mother of two, she decided that the time had come to listen to her own intuition and dive deeper into spirituality and helping others. In 2021, she began her coaching studies, more particularly studying intuitive life coaching, where she gained the skills and confidence necessary to take her intuitive and psychic abilities to the next level for herself and her clients. Alex offers insightful intuitive readings, as well as oracle and tarot readings. She also empowers her clients to listen to their inner wisdom and connect with their divine nature by mentoring and offering intuitive life coaching sessions. We had such a powerful conversation on all things intuition. If you want to learn how to deepen your connection with your intuition, I have a feeling that everything that Alex shares in this episode will help you do just that. And I don't want to hold you back from receiving this wisdom any longer. So without further ado, here is my conversation about validating and trusting your intuitive powers with the wonderful Alexandra Dimitrovich. All 
right, here we are. I am so excited to have this conversation. We've got our first ever repeat guest here with us today. I'm so looking forward to chatting with her in this space and having her share about all of the beautiful twists and turns that her journey has taken since she was last on the show, which was back in February last year, if you can believe that. Um, she's got a lot of new wisdom to share. So please welcome back my soul sister, the lovely Alexandra Dimitrovich. Hi, Alex. Hi, Shaylin. <laughs> thank you so it's much for coming on. Yes, thank you. Um, so like I said, you have already been on the show, so we've kind of already introduced you to this little community. And if you haven't heard the episode, I'd highly recommend going back to listen. Um, but yeah, f just to get started, I guess we'll just dive right in to kind of where your journey has taken you since February of last year. So can you talk a bit about, I guess, who you are now and your personal and professional transitions since the last time you were on the show? Yes, sure. So thank you for having me as a repeat guest, first of all. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. I appreciate that. And yeah, I was looking into that. It was February 2022. I, I don't know. It felt like it wasn't that long ago, but um, it, it has been quite a few months, actually more than a year. And so since then, what I did is that I completed, I think I spoke about that uh, in the last episode, but anyway, I completed um, a year-long intuitive life coaching program. And I, when I came on your show, I was really focused on motherhood and helping mothers and all that. And a lot has shifted since then. And I think especially with the completion of the program and how that kind of towards the end of the program, we delve more into intuition. And some of the exercises that we did really kind of allowed me to open up my intuitive you know, channel into my gifts. And so I think that really triggered a whole, you know, that had a huge ripple effect and that triggered a lot of different um, experiences or circumstances that have led me to what I'm doing today. And so what I do today is not so much working with mothers, but really with anybody that are seeking, you know, spiritual guidance and that want to deepen their own intuitive gifts. And so this is what I do. I do coaching and mentoring for intuitives. I mean, for everybody, but really to to develop that intuition, to trust it, to learn how to work with it. And I also do intuitive readings, which are a little bit like psychic readings. I guess it's another term. It's just sometimes people associate some sort of, you know, kind of um, magic or like, um, what's it called? you know, like a crystal ball for psychics, but that's, that's not really what I do. And it's just like not that out there as you may think. So I like to call them intuitive readings because the information comes through my intuition. Mm -hmm. So that's mostly, mostly what I do today. I love that. Yeah, that's such that's such a difference from where you were, you know, back when uh, you were doing your, your coaching focused on motherhood. I mean, that was so powerful in itself. And now what you're doing now is like powerful on a whole new level. And it's unlocked a whole different part of you as well. Like just being your friend through this process of you making this shift and uncovering these parts of yourself has been so fascinating for me. And um, so I'd like to know a bit more about too, just about how how did you know it was time to like make that shift uh, 
within yourself and also in your coaching and your offerings? Like, how did you kind of feel into, okay, now I'm ready for this iteration of my purpose here? Hmm, that's a great question. Okay. So if I'm being completely honest, I always really wanted to work with spirituality. It wasn't that much about motherhood as it was spiritual, because even when I used to work with mothers, the whole point of it was for them to kind of wake up to their own self, right? Beyond limitations, limiting beliefs, conditioning, etc. It was always just come back to the self. And I used kind of the coaching, you know, um, I, I mean, I used the coaching container for motherhood, but it could could have been for anybody else. I used it because at the time, that's kind of what I resonated with most. I mean, I'm still a mother, but it's just like I'm somewhere else now. And it's just I allowed myself to really do what I what I want to do. And so for me, I think at first, motherhood was also kind of a natural thing because it seemed like it was more socially acceptable. I mean, for mm -hmm. me, okay, I'm really speaking about for me, my perception of things. It seemed like it was socially acceptable to speak about motherhood because, you know, go on Instagram, Facebook, etc. There are a lot of accounts that speak about motherhood. It's kind of like a well-known thing, you know. It's more, yeah, I guess it's more acceptable or more, more um, mainstream. Mm -hmm. But the real thing that I always wanted to speak about and to work with was spirituality. So what happened is that I really, when I, when I started to understand that the things that I, I do or the information that I get is valid intuitive information, that's really what unlocked it for me. I was like, oh my God, if all of this is true, so if if all the things that I'm hearing and seeing in my head are true and valid, this is very powerful. I can use this to help other people. And so I don't care if you're a mother or not, if you're a father, a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. It can really help anybody. And so for me, it was just so, it was a huge aha moment of, of trust, of self-trust that, okay, I'm not imagining things. And, you know, we can come back to imagination later, but I'm not imagining things. It's just, it's real. And I can use it for, you know, healing myself mm -hmm. and others too. And so that's kind of what triggered this this shift in my in my coaching offerings and et cetera, because then I I started using this intuitive information and do readings. So I started with tarot and oracle cards. I was like, okay, let me, you know, I, I really felt again this was an intuitive thing that just kept, you know, they kept saying, Okay, tarot, it's time for tarot. And I was like, yo, I don't know anything about tarot. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I do not know how to interpret these cards. No. And I was like, it's time, you know, my guides or, you know, whoever you want, my higher self, my intuition was like, okay, really, it's time, go pick a deck, you know? And so I went and I had no idea. And I started to kind of read all these interpretations and it was just like so overwhelming. And I did, you know, some readings for myself or close friends. And I realized that I'm kind of not really using the real interpretations of the cards. I'm just kind of doing it intuitively hmm. and I'm just saying whatever comes up and when those messages landed and those people you know resonated with what I was saying 
that also gave me the confidence to keep going. And so then I kind of dropped the cards for a while. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this without the cards because I need to practice more. I need to to see how the information comes, how the flow is, you know, all that. So I really took that and I, 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 I ran with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, you started with one thing because it seemed more socially acceptable, you know, easier, I guess, for people to digest or understand even. Um, Cause I feel like that's, that's a common thing that we all do, right? Like, even though we know that there might be something else, we're like, oh, we're gonna try this just because like this feels more acceptable by society. And um, because it can be scary to kind of put yourself out there in a way where you might be misunderstood, or it might be looked at in a certain way. And unfortunately, spirituality is falls in that category. And I think that does spirituality such a disservice because you know you and I have had these conversations many times but it's if if more of us were connected to that part of ourselves I think the world would be such a better place a more accepting and loving and um, empowered place to be and you know because we all have that part of us right like um, I don't want this to sound rude but you're not special for what you do right because like we all have this part in us right but the you are special because you're choosing to listen to that part um, but we all have it, right? And some of us just don't know how to tune into it, have never been taught how to, and have never been given the space, right? And I just think it's so beautiful that you really just listen to the signs and let them guide you and um, just followed and you know trusted that you were being led somewhere, right? And here you are now and offering these beautiful things and living such a more intuitive life. Yeah. And I just want to pick up on something that you said, you know, to have this space, because that's so important. Like for me, I think throughout my life, you know, whenever I used to mention intuitive, you know, information, the people around me, they would just kind of dismiss it as being, you know, it's all in your head, you're making assumptions, etc. All these things that kind of made me doubt myself. Mm. And as soon as I got um, a container of, you know, people that really allowed me to express those intuitive hits and that had held this space for me to to try right yeah that was very important because you know there people said okay whatever comes up it does not matter it can be a color it could be a word it could be nothing whatever comes up trust it and say it and that was very very powerful for me because Say to any, I can say that, like you said, I'm not special. And this is what I teach everybody. This is what I say to my coaching clients, to my people that I do readings with. I am not special in any way because we can all do this. And I really want people, like that's the whole point, is for people to know that they have this within and how do you connect with that and how do you trust it and how do you strengthen it? So that's the whole point. But, you know, back to what I'm saying, the importance of just having somebody there to say it's okay and just do it because if I tell anybody, you know, tell me about like I think one of the exercises was like, okay, let's look at, you know, we were in class and the one person was a volunteer and it was like, okay, which chakra do you want us to look at? And they were like, okay, I don't know, like solar plexus. Okay. So we had the whole class be silent for five minutes, just write down everything that came up with respect to that person's solar plexus. So 
really, if I tell anybody this, I mean, know what a chakra is, first of all, but, you know, <laughs> just for the discussion's sake, for sure, you're going to get some sort of information. At least you're going to get a color, a feeling, something, the, the tiniest bit of information. And just know that that's valid. Know that it's not coming from your imagination. And even imagination actually works with your intuition because where do that, you know, where does that come from? Mm -hmm. It comes from the ethers. Maybe it comes from your guides. It comes from within, right? So even that is valid. So even if you want to call it my imagination, call it that, but know that it's valid. And so I think that is a very empowering place to be, to be in a group of people that say it's okay, or just be with a mentor or a coach that says whatever comes up, it's okay, trust it. I think it's really an exercise in trusting yourself. Basically, that's what it comes up to. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's that's so beautifully said because most of us, like, or a lot of us just don't have that space of trust. They don't find that community. And so that's why we keep this part of ourselves um, stagnant or kind of hidden away. And that kind of leads me to, I guess, talking about um, or asking you, what you think intu intuition means to you like what does intuition mean to you and maybe you've brought up this term imagination as well a couple times now how does imagination kind of tie into what intuition means to you as well mm -hmm. great okay great question intuition it, i guess it might be hard to describe what it means to me intuition is really first of all defining intuition intuition is accurately knowing something without knowing how you know because intuition does not rely on a rational thinking. It's really a process that comes, you know, through your body, not through the brain analyzing, processing information. So we receive intuitive information through our body, through our heart, that is actually, you know, picks up electromagnetic information. Okay. And I mean, electromagnetic information that is in the field. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we pick up that information through our bodies not through our brains and so <clears throat> for me intuition what that what it means is really to connect with that higher self to connect with you know a greater consciousness and you're part of that greater consciousness by the way it's not only connecting with guides or with source because you're part of that too connecting with your soul that the soul is also part of that higher consciousness so it's really to be connected I think that's what it means to me. And so connected to myself, connected to others, connected to the universe, to all that is. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. And imagination is a process that comes along with that because, you know, I think imagination is also being connected because it, you're not really making things up. You know, like that saying that, um, what's that saying again? Like nothing nothing dies like everything is what's that like? I'm looking for that saying you know that old saying where it's like um everything transforms like nothing dies nothing I don't know anyway mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that basically you're not creating out of nothing right you're, I think you're picking it up from somewhere mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think even when you know you're imagining things you're still picking them up from kind of like the universal field of consciousness. So I think even imagination is great. It's a great tool. Mm -hmm. Use it. 
(laughs) And if, if it helps you to, you know, to put a name on it, because if, you know, maybe some people don't want to say consciousness, soul, whatever, it may have like connotations that they, they don't um, connect with. Mm -hmm. So if you want, you can use the word imagination. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Because, you know, imagination is such a common term for for all of us. And uh, that made me think of like children and their sense of imagination. And, um, you know, I've come to realize that children themselves are very intuitive little beings, because they haven't been conditioned out of it yet. They haven't, um, you know, they're still connected to that pure part of themselves. And that's why they're I guess I'm kind of making this connection now. Maybe that's why their imagination is just so wild and free and they have all these crazy ideas and um, they're beautiful and they have this sense of play and it all comes from their intuition and their imagination. And um, so for you, like as a mother with two young kids, how has this journey with your intuition, with imagination as well, kind of made you or has it even made you look at your children in a new way and see their imagination in a new way? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> totally. <clears throat> well, first of all, I realized that my children, like all children, I guess, but they're very connected, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, these kids are psychics. <laughs> <laughs> because the things that they say or, you know, things that they know beforehand, like my son, for example, he can guess accurately the the final score of a hockey game like no (laughs) kidding nine times out of ten he will have the correct answer before the game even starts we're just like fascinating so I'm wow okay this kid's like and my daughter too she's gonna know things without actually like seeing them or whatever I'm like these kids are psychic but it just goes to show and I mean I'm sure that a lot of kids are psychic actually because this just goes to show to your point that they're very much connected Mm -hmm. Because they are not, they haven't been like beaten down by the system yet. (laughs) You know, nobody for so far had said, okay, whatever you're imagining, that's false. (laughs) Okay, we're like, okay, we try to encourage. And I think a lot of that too, you know, me being, and, and my husband too, he's very intuitive. And so I think for us fostering that creativity and that, you know, that connection is, has been a very important part because we're not going to dismiss what they're saying. You know, even like, for example, the other day, my daughter, she was, you know, it was nighttime and she was looking at her door and I'm not saying, okay, it's just an example, but like she was looking at her door and she was very scared because she said that her door was moving. Mm. For me, it wasn't moving, but I was like, I believe you because I'm not going to dismiss that. Even if it's not my reality, it might be yours right now. So I think it's just a matter of, as a parent, not dismissing the things that our kids say for like, oh, it's just what kids say. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's just your imagination. I don't want to dismiss that because I think that's a value, you know, that's valuable information. Might not be for me, maybe. I don't care about the things, you know, it's like, okay, I don't see what you're saying or it doesn't matter for me, but for them it matters. And I really want them to know that that they're being heard and and I really want to validate their experiences as much as I can Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that just kind of goes back to what you're saying earlier of just you know finding spaces where we do feel validated and we don't feel dismissed I mean that's 
something that's important in parenting, but also in just, you know, regular adult life as well, treating other adults with that kind of um, acceptance and validation. And, you know, that's, like we said before, that's so powerful when you are kind of embarking on your own inner journey in a new way, especially in a spiritual way. It can be so powerful and helpful to have that validation. Um, so I think that's beautiful that yeah. you do that for your children because, you know, for children, that's such a potent time of, you know, they're just taking everything in right now. They're such sponges and what they experience in the world now is going to have an impact on how they, you know, move through the world as adults, right? Um, so yeah. I think that's beautiful that you do that. Um, yeah, thank you. And I, you know, it, because also I can relate to the experience in the sense that, you know, like I said before, I, I used to be dismissed a lot for the, you know, the information. Like, for example, if my parents met new people, for example, you know, and they bring their their friends home for dinner or something. And I'm like, oh, then intuitively I would get information about these people. Mm. But then when I relate that information, they were like, oh, no, but, you know, you're just judging them or you're just making assumptions or, you know, there's no way you can know that. Well, for me, I took that as, oh, my God, I'm such a judgy person, mm. you know. I'm so sorry. So for me, you know, I wonder if that wasn't my experience, would I have made, you know, this shift into like working in spirituality earlier? Mm. Or, you know, what would my life look like if I didn't dismiss the things that were in my head so much, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it's okay that it was my experience because now I can really relate to people in a, a different way, you know, I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like not to trust yourself, basically. Yeah. And so I think that experience that I had was very important, you know, on my path. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm just trying to make sure that for my kids, I don't repeat necessarily the same pattern, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, everything happens the way it's meant to happen, right? And, uh, that kind of leads me to ask you now that you are in this space of really just accepting this part of yourself, what was the process like, you know, just to unlock or connect with um, your intuitive powers? Like, how was that emotionally, mentally, spiritually for you? Mm. Well, it was it was exhilarating is the word that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm going to be honest, it was a lot of fun because it was like a, a game. It was like playing for me. Mm. It was, I was really curious, you know, going into a reading, I was like, oh my God, I have no idea what's going to come up today. And just, you know, letting the information flow, it was, felt just so liberating. Mm. It really did. It felt like, wow, you know, I can express myself. And just at the end of a reading, you know, hearing how it landed for somebody and for them to validate that my information, you know, the information that I gave them is actually true about them and their situation. That was very um, empowering for me and exhilarating. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that the things that came out of my mouth were true. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. And I think that's also part of it is just we have to remember to have fun. You know, it's not all so serious, like dum dum dum. You know, you're <laughs> gonna do like psychic readings. It's not like that. It's just so much fun to be able to to do that with people. 
And so I think for me, the process was, first of all, well, I think the first few that I did, I was pretty scared. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> am I going to be able to, you know, have anything to say anything? And at first, you know, the information would kind of come up like one sentence at a time. But it was Julie because I was I was doubting. I was like, oh, I'm not sure. OK, this comes up. Is this OK for you? You know, do you resonate with this? And the person was like, yes, yes, keep going. OK. And so I think it took it took a few sessions like that to realize, oh, OK, wait a minute. This is like, I'm good. Like, roll with it, Alex, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I started kind of writing down and my process now is I really write down everything that comes up and then I tell my client, OK, here is everything that I have. And then we keep talking and more information comes through. But then I really developed this this method of working that works for me for now. I'm not saying forever, but for now it works. And and so I think it was very, yeah, liberating, exhilarating and just a lot of fun to to do. I love that. That's, I guess that's proof that like, this is really what you're meant to be doing, right? And it's, you were meant to kind of connect with this part of yourself in this phase of your life. And I just, I just love that it was so fun for you. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like things can feel so heavy in life and, you know, spirituality itself can often feel re really heavy sometimes and just really thick. I don't know if that's the right way to, yeah. to explain it, but really thick and there's a lot to it and it can get really deep and that's beautiful but it can also be fun and light and help you see the joy in life so I love that um that was your experience that's uh such a um like it felt like a softening almost into just this part of you right yeah totally and you know now that I'm looking back at it it's really I can see how this is totally in line with my purpose yeah, I can see how from from the get go, this was part of it, you know, just like even as a child, I guess, you know, I just some experiences that I had or even just the way that I was always fascinated with this topic of, you know, the soul and the soul's journey and hmm. everything that has to do with spirituality ever since I was, I don't know, like a kid, a teenager, I don't know. It used to be my favorite topic ever. Like if there's, you know, and this is what I say sometimes to people when they ask me, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm like, well, what do you love? Because, you know, if there's one thing in life that I can spend probably a whole day researching or reading about without ever getting tired or like remembering to drink water, <laughs> it's it's probably spirituality. And so I think that was a, you know, I should have thought of that before, but <laughs> but um, I didn't know. But you know, looking back, I think it all just pointed to the same direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Now that you are in such deep connection with your intuition in this new way, how has that changed like your daily life just in, in your personal life? Hmm. Um, let me see. Well, first of all, what I do has changed. <laughs> well, yes. <You> know, <laughs> um, when I do readings and et cetera. But now it's also the way that I make decisions is different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less thinking and more feeling into the decisions that I have to make. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a big one too. And then of course, you know, you have the choice to listen or not to your intuition. You can, you can hear it, hear the wisdom, hear the advice, but not act on it. So I think there's a part of my life where I'm still like, I know, I know what I have to do. It's just my ego is not ready to let go. Mm -hmm. but, so it was just like, I, but I know, right? 
I think it's really just on a daily basis connecting with that part of me that has my highest good in mind mm. and just listening and acting on it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot about, you know, softening, softening of the ego too because it has been in control for so long. <laughs> and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And even sometimes you're not even aware of it, but that's just what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a process for me too of letting go, you know, softening that grip a little bit mm-hmm. and really truly allowing my, you know, the the intuitive advice or wisdom that I receive for myself to unfold and and follow it truly and in, in, in all aspects of my life. Because I, I think I I do my best, but I'm still human and I still have, you know, this this learning curve, if you may. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still in that process of really allowing it in all the aspects of my life, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's the term that came up for me as you were saying that it's like a radical self-reclamation almost, you know, mm-hmm. just really yeah. releasing the grips of the ego because... Um, Unfortunately, we we live in a time in a society where there's a lot of things that the ego can feed off of off from, you know, our, our conditioning and just like social media and um, even just the structure of how society is built and the education system, like all these things kind of feed into the growing of the ego and we need the ego to protect us in some ways and keep us safe from harm and but a lot of us, myself included, until, you know, just a little while ago, was just living from that place of just ego and not higher self. And that can be a very uncomfortable place to live from. And it's not, you know, authentic to who you truly are. And, um, you know, the work that you're doing to help people reconnect to their intuition, like that's the real work because it really takes... <laughs> a lot of unlearning and like unraveling and conscious commitment to one become aware of what the ego is doing to you and has done to you and um, really just examining yourself and learning how to step into a new way of being um, which can be heavy but it can also be fun right like you said it can be fun and it is I mean it's fun to finally know who you are and do what you love and live life that way instead of from the ego, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I think there there can be a lot of fear involved in that because mm-hmm. intuition doesn't always uh, make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the most rational, cho- you know, decisions in the sense that it's the best one for you, but it might not be rational to your mind, Yeah. right? And so I think like you said, you know, in the society where being rational has is seen as, you know, the most important, um, I think it can be very difficult or scary to let go of that and be like, I don't, and, and be in total surrender, basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So going off of that, do you have any tips or words of advice for anyone who would like to connect with their own intuition more and just live a more intuitive life? Yeah. So first I would say that you're already connected to your intuition. Mm. And so it's just, it might be a matter of recognizing 
how this information comes up for you. And so because you're already doing it, like I, I have clients who are like, I want to connect with my intuition, but I do have visions <laughs> and precognitive dreams. So you're like, okay, so you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, that that's valid too. And so how does it come up for you? You know, there there's this thing called, you know, the clairs in intuition, so that you have like clairvoyance, which is clair, you know, visions and, and images in your mind. And there's clairaudience where you connect with, you know, music and sounds and words, phrases that come to you. There's clairsentience where it's really like a feeling, like say that gut feeling or chills or, you know, physical sensations or connecting with somebody else's feelings. And there's claircognizance, which is just knowing, right? It's just like, I don't know how I know this, but I know it. And so how does that come up for you? Maybe, you know, when you see an image in your mind and then you correlate that to something that is actually true, maybe take note of that, you know, in your phone or whatever, on a piece of paper, just start noticing all the ways in which your intuition is already communicating with you and just know that that's valid information. And so that's maybe second thing, know that it's valid information. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to start trusting that these things that come to you, like, for example, you you think about a deceased grandparent and you hear a song on the radio that, you know, that was, I don't know, there's words in there that they always used to say to you. Mm-hmm. Well, know that that is intuitive information. You are connected to something greater than yourself. You're connected to this being, to this person that passed, and they're sending you information through music. And so, you know, or even just in your mind, in your mind, you hear, you know, some words that they used to say or, you know, things like that. Just don't dismiss it immediately. Just pay attention to it and trust that it doesn't come from nowhere, that you didn't, did not make it up and that there's a reason that you're hearing these things. I'm using hearing as an example, but it can be anything else. So it's just that it's, you know, take notice, trust it. Stay present, of course. You know, I think if if guys or if your soul is communicating with you, but you're busy thinking about next week or about last year, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not going to, you know, land really because you're not here. And so being present in the moment is also very important. And you might want to set aside, you know, a few minutes a day for journaling. And what I like to do is automatic writing or just, you know, grabbing a piece of paper or a journal You can ask it a question or you may not. You can just start writing. And you're going to see that the writing that comes up, you know, maybe you're going to say, hmm, this is pretty wise. You know, I can't believe that I wrote this. (laughs) Think things like that, because then you know you're connected with with that part of you that that is very wise, which is your soul. And it just that's how you can also create that your 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 relationship with your intuition. Just like, no, okay, I have this space here. Let's connect. You know, I I intend to do this. I intend to connect with my intuition, with my soul, with my guides. So just like putting aside some time and and doing it and just like that reinforces it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love all that. Those are very um, tangible tips that I think we can all kind of dive into right away. And yeah, I think the most important thing you said is knowing that you're always connected with your intuition, even if you don't feel like you are. Um, and that kind of leads me to ask you, um, just for anyone out there who might not know even what intuition feels like, 
um, if you were to describe what like an intuitive hit feels like in your body, how would you describe it? Mm, well, I would say it's different for everybody. Mm. Because like I said, people receive that information in different ways. Um, it's, but it's very subtle. So I, th I think for everybody, you know, typically an intuition is very subtle. It's not like, you know, your ego mind or your people call it monkey mind, you know, the, it, it speaks very fast and it's more of like this aggressive tone or it's just more, more domineering. Whereas intuition is a little bit softer. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, you might want to do this. <laughs> and so if you're busy and distracted and you're in your mind, you might miss it, but you know, it's really more subtle for me because I, out of the clairs, I would say, yeah, because people can have one domin dominant one or just a little bit of everything. <laughs> for me, I think it's a little bit of everything. But like when I do a reading, for example, it's just like I would get a picture, for example, a pond in the middle of a forest. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm getting this image, but I'm telling it to my client. I'm saying, hey, this is what I'm seeing. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is my favorite place when I meditate. This is where I go to. Okay, cool. But you see, it was just like um, an image or where when it's knowing when there's a clear cognizance where it's just like knowing it's really like deep inside my gut. It's just a, this feeling that I, I know I know this to be true and you cannot say anything that will dissuade me. It's just I know this to be true. And so it's visceral, you know, it's like deep in my gut. Like I know but that's how it is for me. For other people, it can be different and it can look different and feel different. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So it's really just all about noticing how it feels for you. Right. And building yeah. that awareness. And yeah, that's great. Um, I'd love to hear you share a bit about any like client experience stories that you have, like what happens for your clients um, during a reading, after receiving a reading, just any any stories that you'd like to share with everyone mm. here. <laughs> yeah. So in keeping the confidentiality of the readings, I yes. won't name any names, but mm -hmm. first of all, a lot of thing, a lot of people cry in a reading. So that's normal because <laughs> they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. I don't know why. It's normal. <laughs> Oftentimes, also, I would say, you know, I think one of the reasons people cry is because the, the, the messages that come up from your guides and your angels are just so beautiful. Mm. And they're just so they like they shower you with love. Mm. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, don't hear those words very often. Mm. And so just hearing them, hearing and feeling all that love, I think already makes people emotional. And so, you know, then also some people, you know, ask, do you see this or that? And then depending, you know, the question is yes or no, whatever, it, it can, it makes them emotional too. Just like, oh my God, sometimes it's just a relief mm. of, oh my God, like, thank God that you're seeing this, what I'm seeing too, or that I'm wanting to manifest. So a lot of people cry. That's normal. I welcome tears. I'm a crier. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Cry all you want. <laughs> and after the reading, well, a lot of, depends on what the reading was about. But I would say like some people, you know, I've had a guy come and, and he was like, oh, I'm not sure about like my career path. And and I was, you know, I, I, I saw for him more of this creative passion and this creative purpose. And 
And even weeks after he was like, yeah, I'm still thinking about that. I'm still like debating, you know, on what to do. So just the fact that, you know, that information kind of allowed him to consider, to consider that path, that creative path. And so I know that that stayed with them or somebody else like, um, he came to me and he was talking to me about his relationship with his family mm. and if that would be resolved. And I, I didn't really see that, you know, it could be resolved, but I also kind of saw and I told him what I saw about them, you know, how they felt about him. And so that brought him and, and his wife a lot of peace. And a few weeks later, they were like, thank you so much for that, because now, you know, we can approach them in a different way we don't have like that animosity or we don't have that bitterness mm -hmm. with respect to these family members mm -hmm. and so that kind of that that helped them in that way um what other uh, yeah i also had a client who she she came to me and she wanted to be more connected with her angels and her guides and in the reading you know it kind of came up that it was so such a beautiful presence Oh my God, I, I remember that that feeling there her guides were just so loving and they were saying that they're they're there with her and you know kind of telling different things to kind of reassure that they're there. And so she she texted me at the end of that week, you know, after a session, and she was like, I still feel them with me. And so thank you for you know reconnecting me with them because I, I still feel them and it's just amazing so wow. I love that um yeah so many others I don't know wow that's amazing <laughs> I love that well that leads us into the next portion of this episode where Alex is gonna do an intuitive reading for me and I am so excited about this because we've never done this together before she has not read for me before in this way so I don't know what's gonna come up. I'm very excited to to hear and let's uh let's dive into it, I guess. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, so I'm going to explain just a little bit about how I work mm -hmm. and then we'll dive in. So first, yeah, like I mentioned before, what I do is that I just I'm gonna take some a few moments just to quiet down and write everything that comes up. And I ask you also if you have any particular questions that you want answered. And then um, I'm going to connect with my guides and yours and your higher self. And and they really bring me the information. So I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not attached to this information in any way. So if something doesn't resonate, that's okay. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, it's really just whatever I hear, see, or feel, I write down, I tell you. And we go from there. Usually as we discuss, more information comes up. Awesome. Okay. And so, um, yeah, so I'm I'm open if you have any particular questions or if you're just seeking kind of like general guidance, whatever comes up, comes up type of thing. Yeah, I think just general guidance would be nice. Just anything that that, you know, my my guides think that I need to hear in this uh, moment of my life. <laughs> OK, OK, great. So I will jot down some things and I'll get back to you awesome <laughs> all right so your guys Jalen <laughs> they're they're very open to sharing I love them <laughs> <laughs> it's um I, I you know this is something that I love about doing this work it's just it's such an honor for me to connect with people 
on such a deep level and for them to trust me to connect with their soul and their guides their angels is just i love it so thank you thank you for allowing me to do this for you today of course all right so usually when i when i first connect with somebody i will connect with your energy and just you know get gather more information about you and who you are and so here's what they say you're gonna love this <laughs> they say shaylin is a pure channel of love her heart is of the purest intentions she's a compassionate teacher leading by example for the people in her life and those she wants to serve her power is her determination and resiliency she is tender and loving sensitive and loyal she doesn't like conflict and would rather take blame than place it so i think that's like i was like this is such a beautiful description mm. and i agree with you like i agree with them <laughs> because i just from what I know, you know, of you, you you do have that tender and pure heart. And so I thought this description was just so beautiful and precious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all right, so I was kind of pointed to look at your personal soul's purpose. Okay. And what came up was um, it's one of light and to spread light. So you're here to empower people to find their inner eternal power. Um, and what's, I asked then, okay, what's a step that she can take to best her line with her soul's purpose? And, oh yeah, before that, I wrote down here that you have been doing this for lifetimes, that, you know, empowering people. And you felt like you had to come back again and be of service in this way to raise the vibration of earth at this time. So I feel like you chose specifically to come back now because you're like, you know how um, there's a bird burning building and then you're a firefighter and like, oh, they, they need me. Let me, and you just go jump in the fire. Mm-hmm. Like that's you, that's your soul. You're like, yeah, they need me. I'm just, I'm jumping in. It doesn't matter how dangerous it is you know, how stressful or scary it might be for you. You're like, I'm jumping in. Mm-hmm. So it feels like you're a very brave soul because mm-hmm. you're like, I am like, you have that fire spirit inside. You're like, God damn it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I don't care the repercussions. I'm going to do it. And so, yeah, then I ask, you know, what's a step that you can take to best align with your soul's purpose. And what came up was, um, that you have to boldly and unapologet- unapologetically show up. It said no more nice guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It says um, show them what you're truly made of. Do not hide. Tap into your anger. Allow it to come up to the surface. It said scream and yell. Like the world is unfair. You know, like tap into that. Tap into that anger. And that helps you move along, like use this energy to move and really assert your power and express yourself. Mm. It said, you know, ignite that fire and let it take shape. Like just kind of, I see this roaring inside of you kind of, now it's a little bit quiet down. You're like, oh no, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't make too much noise, but no, they're like, you should make noise because that's what you came here to do. 
-hmm. right? So it's kind of like no more, you know, stepping back, not being in the limelight or, you know, things like that. It's kind of like no more nice guy, no more hiding. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, now it's time. It's just time to fully do it because you came here to do it. And so, you know, what, what it feels like, it's like, okay, your mind is still kind of trying to control things, but it's like, it's just keeping you kind of in that, you know, um, not victim mentality, but kind of like smaller, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what they're saying here is like, okay, you're going to do this. And because you signed up to do this and you have this brave, like warrior soul spirit inside of you, you're just going to have to tap into that and let that carry you forward. Um, and so I said, okay, what is currently blocking her for, you know, manifesting not and like not you're not manifesting that necessarily or maybe you are but you kind of like just if there's anything that is blocking you and so it said take the bull by the horns you know that expression like own it step again it's just said step fully into your purpose like your life depended on it it's kind of like it's it's um it's a life or death kind of thing mm -hmm. not really literally but you know it's it's more of that like tapping into that desire like okay say you have like a day left mm -hmm. to, to do this purpose how are you going to go about it mm -hmm. and so use that use that creative energy this is what they're they're pointing to and um yeah i asked also you know with with doing this this purpose or this you know living the soul's purpose where are the possibilities for healing? And they said that by embodying all these that we were talking about, like embodying that, you know, anger and that fire and that spirit, you're going to be able to heal current relationships mm -hmm. and past life karmic situations where you weren't necessarily able to express yourself fully. For example, I got the fact that in a past life, you you were a writer but you had to work under an al what what do you call that alias? I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, alias, I think. It's a yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> alias. So you couldn't really divulge your full identity. Mm. So while you were very good at your craft and you were writing, I I, I feel like you're writing very sacred, like texts and spiritual texts. While you you couldn't take um, credit for them, you had to hide. Mm. And so by today doing this work and kind of showing yourself you are also healing that life where you had to kind of you know be hidden your identity had to be hidden and you couldn't take um you couldn't take any recognition from that work that, that was very important and so i feel like this is just like what i'm seeing it's really just an image but it, what i'm seeing is kind of like um like blooming from the inside out is how mm -hmm. I can describe it. Mm -hmm. It's really like becoming this giant energy, becoming this life force. It's just like, <laughs> I'm showing it with my hands and people obviously can't see that, but this is what it feels like mm -hmm. of, of really stepping into it mm -hmm. and saying like no more BS, like no more I'm the nice one. No more good girl. It's like, this is what we came here to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And like fully assertiveness, like 
taking, I'm taking, you know, no more of this mm-hmm. sort of matrixy way of approaching things. Okay. So it feels like, like you're a self-empowerment coach and your guides are really <laughs> self-empowerment <laughs> guides. <laughs> it's kind of like, we want you to win. You know, mm-hmm. they, they want you to, to, to do it, like do it as loud as you can. Mm-hmm. Do it as much as you can. It feels like they're just like, they're, they're like on the edge of their seats. And it's like, come on, Shaylin, we're here for you. We're going to help you, <laughs> you know, trust us. They're like, almost like I feel their energy, like almost like yelling, like, oh, let's do it, you know, ignite that fire. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I I love it because it, I mean they're a little bit like you because at first they come up soft with their little cute message and then they're like <laughs> full blown empowerment coach so mm-hmm. they're a little bit like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so this is you know this is what I got so far we could you know talk more but I don't I know we we said we'll keep this to a certain amount of time because usually my readings are well either half an hour or an hour but mm-hmm. that would be too long. So yeah, wow. I, I would love to hear, you know, your thoughts. Yeah, I, first of all, thank you <laughs> for all of that. Um, I definitely resonate with a lot of it, even just from the very beginning when you said something about, you know, I don't like conflict. I've been really reckoning with that part of myself lately and why I'm so conflict averse and um, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, everything you were saying about just how I have all this like fire and and anger within me. I feel like I do. (laughs) Like, you know, anger is such a complicated emotion. You know, it's not seen as like a pretty thing or like we just, we're supposed to like push it away. But I feel like, yeah, my soul and I guess me as a woman, I have a lot of anger about a lot of things. And I just look at the world and I'm angry a lot of the time. And before I was just like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this. This is not the right way to feel. But that anger can be very activating in a good way, I think. And um, I think this, what you just said was a really um, important reminder, very timely reminder, I feel like, because I feel like for the past while, I've just been kind of letting that anger stay dormant in a way like I haven't been acting on it I've just been sitting with it and fuming and just being mad at everything and and falling into a victim mentality like I've been feeling like I'm just falling into that victim like state because I'm like oh everything's against me so why should I even try or like Mm -hmm. you know the world is so messed up why what's the point of anything you know like things like that um so this was very helpful in the sense that you know, reminding me that this anger, this fire, this dissatisfaction, I guess, with what I see in the world can be fuel to my purpose um, and can help me, you know, in my quest to help people empower themselves. And um, I love that, you know, even my guides have that fire in them as they're telling me this because I feel like I, yeah, I needed that reminder. Um to you know accept my anger and sit with it if i if i need to but also use it and like um yeah just uh transmute it into something in the world so yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah it sounds like you know what what came up now you're talking it sounds like use that as your fuel 
Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I know you and I could talk about this forever, but um, we're coming up on, on our time here. Just uh, thank you again for, for this reading. Thank you for sharing your, your wisdom with everyone listening. Um, I'm so glad you came back on and, and shared this part of you. So where can everyone find you and learn more about what you offer um, and connect with you and all that fun stuff? All right. Thank you for having me again, Shailene. Yeah. I'm, I was super happy to to share all this. And it's something that I'm so passionate about. I can speak about it forever. Yeah. <laughs> and so people can find me. I have my website. It's alexdcoach.com. And I'm on Instagram at bridging underscore consciousness. And uh, that's pretty much it. You can always contact me on either of these places to find out about my readings, my offerings, my coaching programs, and all that good stuff. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. But before we go, I totally forgot to ask you because last time you were on the show, you had a whole different Instagram handle. You were the mothering myth. And recently you changed to bridging consciousness, which I love. And I love your your meaning behind that. So I'd love for you to share what bridging consciousness means to you. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Oh my God, that I loved when that kind of the download of this name because I was looking for a name. I knew I the mother and myth didn't resonate anymore mm-hmm. because I was somewhere else and I was just kind of waiting for the download. I was like, I'm not, I don't know what to put as a name. And I was like, you're gonna you guys are gonna tell me because I have no clue. And so it just one day it dawned on me. <laughs> but uh the meaning behind it is really it's twofold. I think I am a bridge. I, I consider myself being a bridge between this realm, so this physical reality, and other realms or dimensions. Because when I do, you know, readings like this, or when I connect with my intuition, I'm in between worlds, right? I'm I'm here, and I am also in those other dimensions. I know it sounds crazy, but you guys, this is what it is. <laughs> so I'm also there, right? So I'm I'm this bridge between this consciousness here physical reality and other realms and I also help people do the same thing mm-hmm. so I help people um, be the bridge for themselves you know a lot of people kind of like want to develop their intuition or want to connect with their guides or want to connect with departed loved ones and so what I what I do and what I teach and what I empower people to do is to be that bridge for themselves and so we're here but we're also somewhere else at the same time and so I think that is a very important aspect of who we are as human beings. I love that. I love that. I love that. So if you want to be the bridge for yourself, <laughs> please reach out to Alex. She's just an amazing human, a lovely soul, and I'm so grateful to know you. Um, thank you again for being here and just love you so much. Thank you. Love you, Shaylin. Thank you for having me. Thank you.